Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker. I want to thank you guys so much for all that you do with Switch Leaders. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for making a difference in leading students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Uh, today with me, I have a returned special guest, but a good friend of mine. We were just talking about uh, smoking meat, barbecue, all great things out there. Uh, but it's Mr. Gavin Espinosa. Gavin, how are you doing? Hey, 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 Vince. Thanks for having me back on. Excited to talk in uh, love and lead leaders. Awesome. So, Gavin, has your wife had that baby yet? No, baby has not been had. We're on the home stretch, though. So, excited for it. Ready? Scared still. Uh, ready. Are you prepared not to sleep for 18 years? That's what people keep telling me. And. Uh, I just keep lying to myself and say, I don't need sleep. So trying you to don't mentally, need sleep. mentally well, if prepare. If you don't sleep, then that gives you the opportunity to smoke lots of barbecued meat. Absolutely. It's basically just like watching a brisket overnight, except for every night for the rest of my life. You baby it, you take care of it, you check the temperatures and... Yeah, it's just, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good analogy. I don't, I don't, if you're out there and you think watching a brisket is like taking care of a baby, then you and Gavin will be great friends. Yes. So, that's good to hear. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a few people. Megan at the Katusa campus, Chris at the Shiny campus, and Brad at the Edmond campus. You guys are all faithful listeners. Come on. Out there doing great things. Your youth pastors wanted to brag on you and say some amazing things about you. So thank you again. And a special shout out to, again, Megan at Katusa, Chris at Shawnee, and Brad at Edmond. Thank you for all that you do. So, Gavin, this week we're going to be talking about our second next-gen axiom, which axiom. is this. We make it personal. We don't point towards that we walk with. Uh, in Galatians 6.2, it says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, Gavin, when you hear these things, what does it remind you of? What does it make you think of? Carry each other's burdens and you will fulfill the law of Christ. Man, just think of that picture. It's it's such a beautiful verse in the way that it's worded, um, meaning that we actually weren't created to try and handle stuff on our own. Like we're not supposed to try and carry like I'm like you can't just be the strong person in your group and always try and be the one that takes care of stuff by themselves. Like I don't need nobody else. When in fact the Bible's telling us right there, plain and simple, that we need other people's help, their guidance. Uh, to help us get to where God ultimately wants us to go. We can't handle our burdens by ourselves. Uh, and that's such a beautiful picture of what we ask uh, switch leaders to be a part of with students and with parents. Right. So if I'm a switch leader and let's just say, for instance, a student comes up to me with a, a difficult topic and I just kind of feel the weight of it. I'm not used to it. Is it okay for me to go and ask for help from maybe another leader or my community leader or my switch groups coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want the leader to have to be the one that has all the answers right there because none of us have all the answers. So asking for help is always acceptable. Um, more than that, it's making sure you don't just leave the student isolated. Um, it's making sure that you know, hey, as a leader, you don't have to have all the answers, but your community leader will help you. And if your community leader doesn't have the answers, then someone else will have the answers. And what's great about Switch is the small group leader is not the only touch point for a student, um, meaning that as they walk in through the doors, someone on the operations team or the check-in team can be there to greet them and kind of help 
help along the way. And you have a whole pool of resources just at Switch with different leaders and different positions that can say, you know what, we're all in this together. And it's all of our job collectively to love students and lead them to where God wants them to go. I love how you said that it's all of our job. It's all of our roles collectively to make this happen. Now, does this have to happen? Is this only like a big topic thing? So for instance, you and your wife about to have a baby and I know you probably do like a meal train and you have lots of people. Does it have to be something really huge? Like you're about to have a baby or a family sickness or illness or the worst news you've ever had to carry each other's burdens? Absolutely not. Absolutely not at all. I think even recognizing the value in something simple with being in a switch group with someone, uh, some of them are going to be in classes together, are going to have some of the same tests, some of the same just little obstacles that might seem uh, little now that you're an adult, but in their life, a big test coming up can be something so huge. So I've even heard of switch leaders organizing study parties where they'll get groups of their kids together and they will organize, hey, we're going to study, so we're all going to ace this test together. You're looking for whatever ways that are important that matter to the student to build the community because the test anxiety is real. Like there are students that some people, it's just shown they're they're just bad test takers. They freak out. Uh, They feel like they can't do it no matter how hard they study. But when you work with it with someone, have a study partner, it makes you realize, okay, you know what? We can do this together because it makes you feel like you're even on a team while taking a test. I am thankful that I'm past the test-taking stage of life because I am not a good test Absolutely. taker. I understand that anxiety. I definitely do understand that. So what if I am on the parent team outside and I'm reading parents, and but I notice maybe a parent in the car looks like they might be have some weight on their shoulders. What, what's something I can do there? Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is actually something I'm stealing from our Life Kids team. Uh, shout out to Pastor Brady at UConn. Uh, something we're going to shout out to them is something their guest services have seen even on the weekends is when you see a parent who gets kind of nervous and is first time dropping off their kids or has all these questions, um, they've even started to the point where, hey, you know what, let's take a snapshot and let's send this to the parent to let them know how their kid is doing, how they're interacting with other students, with other Life Kids, and letting them know hey, you know what? We're thankful you're trusting us with your student. And here's just a little snapshot of them in small groups, letting you know that it's okay and they're connecting with other people and building that valuable community relationships. So even in a short moment glance, a quick conversation, if I notice that someone has a weight on their shoulders, maybe going through a difficult time, it's a great idea for me to stop, have a conversation. Yeah, how are you really doing is a great question. Like just pausing, how are you doing? And you get the superficial answer. And the second question is, how are you really doing? And oftentimes there are parents, there are students, there are people that are wanting to get the weight of whatever they're going through off of their shoulders so they can be heard. And that's another way listening can be a way that you can carry someone's burden for sure. So I love the whole idea of hey asking that second question of like, hey, you know, how are you really doing? I think that's great for wherever you serve and switch. Okay, so what's something else, Gavin, that we can do? We say we, we make it personal. We don't point towards. We walk with. I think of, this might sound weird, but I just think someone comes to our church for the very first time. Yeah. And they're like, where's the bathroom? And instead of pointing saying, oh, it's over there, and then make a ride, that we actually walk with them. I believe that makes it more personal. So when you hear the term, we make it personal, what does that say to you? 
Yeah, you know, if you're having the same conversations with the students you see every week, let's say your role is you're greeting students as they walk into the doors, you're high-fiving them, uh, but if all you ever get is how was school today and don't ever learn something new about them, then you're not actually going deeper and making it personal to that student. Let's say you know the student loves uh, sour punch straws and like you just through a short conversation, what's your favorite candy? And you start to call them by that candy. Hey, sour punch straws, how you doing tonight? Yeah, we want you to learn their name, but when you know something about them and they remember it, that's great. And another way of making it even more personal would be one time when they show up, just being sensitive to God and maybe handing them some sour punch straws. Like something like that can make a huge difference. Like, wow, this person high fives me every week. They smile. They remember something I like. They know my name. And now they're bringing me sour punch straws. That's a simple way that you can have a huge impact of making it personal on an easier level. Now, students go through other real stuff as well. Right. That's Uh, true. Struggles at home, struggles at school. Um, let's say it is anxiety. And there's tons of version reading plans for switch students on stuff like that. It's one thing to point them to it. And it's another thing to say, hey, you know what? As a switch group, we're all going to read this together and we're going to comment on it together. Plans with friends is amazing. Plans with friends is huge and amazing with students. And it's a great way for them to know, hey, they're not just trying to be thrown, hey, go good luck with the Bible app. But yeah, you know what? It's there for a reason. And we're going to walk through this together and learn about the truth of God's words to strengthen our relationship with each other. It's very smart. I love that. And Gavin, by the way, what's your favorite candy? My favorite candy is Reese's. Like not just your run-of-the-mill two-per-package Reese's, but holiday edition Reese's. At Easter, it's the eggs. At Christmas, it's the trees. There's something about the peanut butter to chocolate ratio in the holiday edition Reese's that makes life spectacular. Like they get it right on every holiday. On the holiday ratio Peanut butter, yeah, peanut butter to chocolate to ratio, chocolate ratio on, on the holidays. Reese's editions, like holiday edition candies. If you were at the Yukon campus, let's see how many holiday peanut butter and chocolate with the right ratio we can get Come Gavin. <laughs> I, I don't know that I need week. all of that for sure, but that that is that that would be amazing. But also, it's a great question to ask your students. It helps to take to that next step, that next level, and I think it also sets up for you to be able to ask those more difficult questions when you yeah. say, how are you really doing? If a student knows that you remember something about them, I think it also helps them say, you know what? They cared enough to remember my name. They cared enough to remember my favorite candy. They even brought me my favorite candy one week. I think I can share enough with them to let them know that, hey, I'm really hurting with something. Yeah, Vince, I think about one time a leader, uh, one of my smarter leaders, this, this, this is a big throwback when I was a student, but I was telling them, hey, can you pray for me? I have this musical coming up at school and I had a small part in the musical and I was pretty nervous about it as my first time being on stage in front of people in that kind of way. And I didn't invite them to it. Like I didn't want them that the rejection of them saying, no, I can make it was too much, but he showed up anyway. And like, he brought me a drink afterwards and said, Hey, that was awesome. Like you showed up and he brought some other people from my, my small group. And I thought, Man, this is so incredible. And just a small act of him knowing, hey, we're going to pray about this issue. 
but then we're also going to show up to support you even when you didn't ask us to. That just showed that he cared about me in a different level. And that's another way. Like sometimes students on the sly will say, hey, can you pray about this for me? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. And praying about it is great. We always encourage people to pray about it. But if you can show up special and actually shoulder that burden with them, like prayer is awesome, but show them, hey, it wasn't just a one-time thing where I remembered it and we prayed about it and it's done. But recognizing that's still a burden in your student's life and you can jump into that burden um, with them in whatever way possible. I love that. That's huge. Just show up unexpectedly. Be there in your life. Tell you as a small group leader, grab somebody on the host team or grab someone on cover two, grab someone on check-in. It doesn't matter. Go to a kid's sporting event, basketball game, support them, make them feel loved. And I'm telling you, it will make a huge difference in their life. Okay, so when we start talking about carrying burdens, though, that can put a weight on us kind of personally, even if I take it to someone and share, now I have it. What is something I can do for self-care as a leader? Absolutely. Self-care is huge. And we encourage and tell, like, hey, every Switch leader, you need to be a part of a life group yourself. So there's things outside of Switch. Joining a life group is huge. And recognizing that a place where you can share, a place where you can grow, it's where we're telling students, hey, this matters to you. It matters for you as leaders as well. So being a part of that community in life group and really utilizing even your community leaders. Um, shout out to the ops team uh, at UConn and our ops coaches. Like last week, there was no switch uh, and guess what they decided they were going to meet up together and had dinner just the ops team together why because they don't just show up to serve because yes they believe in students yes they love them but they genuinely care about each other and they are each other's community so they had dinner together and spent that time laughing loving and sharing each other and through that they form a stronger ministry bond so when they are showing up serving together at switch week after week man it runs so much much more deeper. Yeah, they have fun while serving, but God's doing something deeper inside of them where they get to challenge each other spiritually and carry each other's burdens as well. Man, that's awesome. I love that. Man, one of the best things you can do, like Gavin just said, is put yourself in community. Surround yourself with other believers who can not only shoulder the burdens that you carry, but you can help shoulder their burdens, love on one another, care for one another, because we were not called to do life alone. Well, Gavin, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, man, you've helped make this personal. You've helped actually help leaders walk with them. You just didn't simply point towards it. And I want to thank you so much for that. I want to thank you all, you switch leaders out there for listening. Thank you for walking with students, not just pointing towards. And thank you for listening to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow. Tomorrow.